This time on Matters, Podcast Movement. Figure it out. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I'm Matt Noss, with me at the table, best friend in the whole wide world, baby, Matt Rose. Oh, I finally got the award. You can- <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, here's your plaque. <laughs> oh, God, who was that guy? James Ingvall? Here's your son. Oh, God, I don't even know. Oh, God, I, was, was, like, he, was he on, like, blue-collar comedy yep, tour? Oh, then of, I think it was Bing, Billingvall. Uh, Billingvall, uh, yep, that's him. Here's your sign. I I don't what? know. That wasn't my um, that wasn't my scene, Matt. Do you think they prepped us for Trump? <laughs> Do you think them blue-collar comedy guys prepped us for Trump? Nothing could <laughs> prep us for that, but <laughs> no. No, they didn't. As much as we'd love to blame Larry, the cable guy, for Trump. We can't. We can't. He's, he's just fault. one man. He's just one man. But he is but one man. Yeah. who A man who likes to get er done. done. Indeed. Indeed well, hello, Fruit Fly, who just died in my beer. Oh, no. Nah, that's all right. Uh, he died the he way. He died doing what he loved. I'm drinking. Poor bye. Poor bye. Poor bye. Oh, poor bye. You all right, Matt? <laughs> Fuck, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, God, buddy. I'm t- We're holding on by threads over here at the Nos house. <laughs> no, um, Rosemary is... Uh, so last week, last week there was no episode, and that is my fault. But uh, we have this episode coming out uh, this week. Last week was my birthday, but I also went to the podcast happy, movement. Happy birthday, Matt. Thank you, buddy. Um, went to the podcast movement, uh, which I went last year when it was in Philly. Philadelphia, right, yeah. And um, was much more cost-effective than the trip than to the Florida, Florida. Yeah. with the family. Um, I was going to go alone, but like I was like, then I'm leaving you up here from Tuesday to Saturday alone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. So I was like, why don't we go together? And... So Tuesday we flew out. It's the quote unquote soft launch of the. Um, it's kind of more of a conference than it is a festival because there isn't other podcasts happening. It's not like you go and all of a sudden you get to see Radiolab performed live or something right, like that. Right, 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 right. Although there might be the guys from Radiolab there. Right, they weren't there. Um, <laughs> but Aaron Mankey, who does lore, mm-hmm. was there, and I met. Wasn't he there last year though? Yep. And he always I'm just going to shit all over this thing. Now. <laughs> and uh, Carolina, who is the co-host of the Ron Burgundy podcast, mm-hmm. was there. The guys who um, are part of iHeartRadio's comedy podcast network cool. were there. I, I, um, it was basically the guy who launched Crack.com. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. He was like... It's weird. It's weird... Being somebody who performs, meaning somebody who's very good at the business angle, mm-hmm. is and also performs, but is very analytical. Hmm. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't know if I, I don't even. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 
the words hard. <laughs> the gas leak is back. Words hard. Think tough. Um, <laughs> like sometimes you meet a pure performer. Like Tim Robinson to me is a pure performer. Okay. And a writer. And like he's so fucking good that he usurps the business part of it because it's like just get him doing anything. Right, right, right. Although he's smart and he has his own production companies and everything like that. Like, he's covered. That being said, there's other people who are also very talented, but then have the business side of them that can take their talent to a Tim Robinson-esque level mm-hmm. because they know how to operate the machine. Mm-hmm. And then there's... Marketing themselves. Exactly. Whatnot. And know kind of how, like... They're very good at reading the pulse of things. Mm-hmm. Like, Cracked was really good at that Onion-esque type of thing. Where, mm-hmm. like, you would read the headline, laugh, and then maybe read a little bit more. You know, like the hard, uh, not the hard lessons, but the, it has heart in it. And it's about the crusty punk lifestyle. It's like, mm. but it's comedy. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is that called? I, I don't know. I remember Phil <laughs> always used to send me cracked links. Um, and I was like, Phil, I'm at work. I, I can't read it. It's blocked. Stop sending them to me. The Hard Times. The, oh, which is... Um, <laughs> so it, it's, it's like The Onion for punk. Oh, okay. And rock and roll. So like they have articles with the titles of um this lightning fast internet is making this fucking riveting content <laughs> just, oh god can you imagine just you're a listener out there waiting uh here we go <laughs> punk still dehydrated 11 pbrs in <laughs> marvel allowed weekend and holiday visitation with tom holland uh, <laughs> what time are you playing text from friend with no intention of coming to show? <laughs> uh, I'm funny. Thinks man hidden send on tweet that will ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the hard times. And okay. he did crack. So he, he was also very good at that style of comedy, mm-hmm. obviously. And he, he kind of took it from fledgling to what it became. And then he left it and he joined iHeart. And I guess I'm saying all that is because he kind of gets that business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could get the business. And then I realize, like, no, I don't get the business aspect of this <laughs> at all. <laughs> like the promotion marketing side of it, I'm just like, ah, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Well, I think it's, I think it's also really hard being somebody – who works a 40-hour week job and then has stuff going on aside from a podcast. Right. You know, because you have a daughter and a wife. Right. I have a bunch of other stuff going on. Jen has, uh, you know, a, a new son. A new son and, you know, a husband and, and other stuff going on. So none of us can devote a hundred percent of our time. You know, when I had a job that actually allowed me social media access, um, I was able to at least 
engage a little more with, you know, with like, especially during Halloween, I would see things where it would be like, uh, you know, not really a Photoshop contest, but it would be like, uh, you know, create, you know, like the best horror pun you could or whatever. Right. And, you know, people would be, you know, Photoshopping, I don't know, like a tomato on something. <laughs> But <laughs> all those rotten tomato <laughs> puns. Um, but you know, I was I was actually trying to do that, but uh, you know, the the job I have now, no, can't do it unfortunately. And the you know, the reception is spotty enough as it is, <laughs> right in in my wing of the building. So yeah, no. Um, so it was it was good to go. So we get there. Tuesday night, everything, the flight went off without a hitch. We, That's good. We had a really good flight. Rosemary was really good. And then, um, I don't know, um, this is kind of a gross detour, but you're, I don't know how your lower GI is after a flight, but uh, my lower GI, my guts were going nuts. <laughs> um, so, like, we were starving, but we're in a resort in Florida. Okay. So, I'm like... Let's just go to Chipotle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't. Let's not start this week of beige food that I'm about to have. <laughs> and then, like three quarters of the way to the Chipotle, my Chipotle, sure, Chipotle. Um, well, you keep you keep saying Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mac. I know it's TLE. I'm, it's, <laughs> I'm a dad now. Yeah, I'm gonna just ruin everybody's. Chipotle. Um, so we're at, we're at like three quarters away to Chipotle, and the f- I'm, that's better. No, you you did it. You did it. I'm proud of you. Go I'm, ahead. That's better, right? Yes. Thank you. And uh, the fucking Florida lights are the longest lights. Oh no! On Earth. And Does my, this have an unhappy ending? No. Okay, all right. But I'm in distress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I know what that's like. Like I'm uh, the foghorn <laughs> is bellowing, and I am in distress. And I I park the car. I give the key to Catherine. <laughs> you run in, and I'm like, I'm sorry. You got to take care of Rosemary. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I run in, and their bathroom has a key code on it. Oh, no. And I'm like, do I have to buy food? So then I'm squirrely Dan in it over, <laughs> over to the make table. I order my bowl like in 20 seconds, get the pay for it. And I'm just like, I need the bathroom code. <laughs> and she's like, two seven twenty or something like that. Mm-hmm. Who cares? And um, I, I get the relief that I need. And then the toilet's broken. Oh, no. So now I'm looking at like a crime scene and <laughs> I can't get rid of the evidence. <laughs> so I'm like, well, looks like plumbing 101's about to happen. Oh, did you take the top off? Of and you course the plunger? I did. Yep, yep, yep. I, okay. I, well, no, there wasn't a plunger. Inside the tank was another plastic tank. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what? <laughs> What kind of medieval torture device are you guys running here? So then I'm like following the line, you know, because they still had a handle. I'm like, well, that has to trigger something. And then I find like the button and I press the button oh. and it was it was honestly like a, a airplane 
one. Yeah. It was just like <laughs> everything yeah. was gone, and I was like, "Let's just wash my hands really well now." <laughs> and then uh, the next morning, Wednesday morning, um, I had signed Rosemary up for childcare. Okay, so Catherine could work. We mm-hmm. have childcare, um, but we have a nanny. So this is kind of like the first time that Rosemary would be in childcare. But we're mm-hmm. like, it'll be good for her. She'll be around other kids. Mm-hmm. We get there, and Rosemary is like in the. She runs into the room, <laughs> so excited. Mm-hmm. So we're like, did she see other kids? And yeah. This is like, oh, I yeah, okay, cool, she's cool. in. She's excited, and we're like, awesome. Well, see you later, Rosemary. And Catherine went in there and said goodbye, and left her in there. 20-ish minutes later. Ring, 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 ring. Oh, no. We're shipping a meltdown. Uh, hello, Mr. Doss. Yeah. Rosemary is uh, crying. She's screaming. She seems to be inconsolable. <laughs> um, if you could come back and just, you know, help her out a little bit. So I come back and I get her to calm down a little bit. I text Catherine, like, Rosemary is phase 10 bonkers. Oh, no. Like, she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, nuts. Here we go. So Catherine comes. We uh, we calm her down. I go to, I missed the first session, which I wanted to see. And I'm going to the second section. What was the first session? First session was... Um, how to remove difficulty from the editing process. Oh, okay. Like how to automate some editing things. <laughs> Step one, get help from the other guy you have the podcast with. <laughs> <laughs> so, the... <laughs> Shut up, you. No, I'm saying like that That right there takes a lot of the weight off you. <laughs> And it's like, uh, hey Matt, you can rec- you can you can edit, right? I can. Then why aren't you editing? I don't know. <laughs> well, as we enter year six of this, <laughs> you mind, mind picking up a couple apps? Um, so I, I'm in the room for the next session, which is create systems to help you do some of the things mm-hmm. because now I have even less time. If I sit, if I am like, I want to do something for the podcast, like market or like get guests or something like that, mm-hmm. let's have a process for it. Or if I'm like, yeah, please, Matt, edit, but this is what needs to be done, not just edit and figure it out, Matt, like edit and here's what I want and here's what we've been doing and anything that you find that makes it easier or better, let me know. So I'm in that session fucking fire alarm goes off. Oh, no. Evacuate the building. Oh, Jesus. So now I'm running up to get Rosemary from this <laughs> from this childcare thing. Catherine was still with her. Rosemary is like not having daycare at all. <laughs> so we check her out immediately mm-hmm. and then I cancel the rest of the week of, of childcare. Oh, I thought you <laughs> I thought you meant of podcast nation. No, no, like, no, no, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. And then um, I go to my afternoon sessions that I couldn't even tell you what the fuck they were because, like, I was just fried. 
it's it's hard to get back into that mindset after a fire alarm has been pulled. After a fire alarm and your family and yeah, that's that's pretty nuts, man. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus. Okay. Wednesday was a lot better, and then th- that was Wednesday. Thursday was a lot better, and that night was the big party, and that's kind of where I met a bunch of people who I talked to about Roach Coach mm-hmm. and talked to about podcasting and just kind of shared and commiserated and had fun. Cool. That's good. Yeah, and then Friday happened, and that was good. Kind of just like wild. There was a guy... He was like one of the last speakers. In fact, he was in the last session. It was like the last keynote, the goodbye keynote. Mm-hmm. And he was—he has a podcast, but he's also the guy who publicly t- was like publicly tweeted that Donald Trump is a piece of shit <laughs> and then like lost all of his endorsements because of it. Oh, wow. And like being in a room in Orlando, Florida with. Not everybody being like-minded podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny to watch him like rail on how shitty Trump is. <laughs> and then like people get up and leave. leave. <laughs> it was kind of like, well, I don't need to stay for that. <laughs> That's my dude. And I was like, oh, cool. I get to identify racists. <laughs> but some people, it was just like, I mean, I get it. You have to get to your plane as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say they were all racists, but they were all fucking racists. I mean, I thought it was a dead giveaway that the one guy was wearing a big white robe. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, for a second, I was like, oh, it's a ghost. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just a racist. <laughs> My ancestors. <laughs> that what that is um oh my god the party on thursday the music was so oppressively loud we were like cool we were talking and we're like we had to go outside to actually have the conversation we were like this is so fucking loud yeah yeah i i think that a lot of times they are relying on the wrong people to tell them what's too loud yeah uh, and I mean that that even goes for like I think movie theaters where every time I have taken my parents to see a movie in the past 10 years, they have complained about how loud it is. And sometimes I think that they just are complaining and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, they are right. This is way too loud. <laughs> like we went and saw Force Awakens and – there were parts where I was like, maybe they don't, maybe they don't know how loud it is. But then you'd see like ushers, and it was like, no, they do. They know how loud this is. This is, you know, it's oppressive. Yeah, you, you, I mean, you guys don't have to turn it all the way down, but like maybe just a little bit, because just a smidge. Yeah, it's too loud. <laughs> well, when you sit, you know, like, and I'm not, I'm not immune. To listening to music loud or whatever, but there's a point where you get past where it's like cool, and then it's just like this actually is is kind of hurting my ears now. <laughs> right, there is absolutely a sweet spot mm-hmm. for for and for, and for the room size too. Oh yeah, how big were these rooms? Were they like conference? 
Well, the the so after was, that that after party was at uh, Orlando's establishment, so it was kind of like wild woody size. Oh, okay. Kind of um, two and a half lunas. Okay. Inside, so, so a, a not terrible size. N- not a terrible size. So, like, it had a front half that was about the size of Luna, period. Mm-hmm. But then it had a little hallway that went to more of um open two and a half Luna size. Okay, and then it went out and it had a huge patio. I mean, it was a beautiful party. I Heart Radio threw it, oh, and nice. it was free fucking drinks, baby. Sweet. And I had all I could eat. <laughs> <laughs> Because I paid a lot for that ticket. <laughs> the the party is quote unquote free, but uh, that ticket to get in the podcast movement is anything but. Yeah, not. But yeah, about about after that night, I was just like, I don't, I don't need to go again. Mm-hmm. I I don't need to go again until I'm a speaker, mm-hmm. and that's when I'll go again. Okay, well, let's get on that then. <laughs> let's get on it, baby. All we have to do is go from 30 downloads to 60 downloads, <laughs> and I get to do a ca- talk called Doubling Your Down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we can make this happen. I mean, it was filled with very good practical advice, like if you aren't responding to the people who interact with you, you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, get out of the business Go kill yourself. (laughs) Go go kill yourself, you piece of garbage. Real great practical see-through advice. Murder yourself, you useless human. But no, I mean, I think that's something that I'm actually very proud of that we do, is that we do interact. And it was, I saw Ruth and Chris uh, during the improv festival. Oh, I was going to ask if it was at a steakhouse. (laughs) <laughs> Chris, oh. Chris, I'm oh. so sorry. Oh. I mean, I'm not proud of that joke at all. We're gonna cut it. Maybe we'll see. I don't. Are know. you kidding me? <laughs> uh, well, if I'm the editor, it, I don't know. <laughs> so I saw Ruth and Chris at the uh, festival, and they had listened to the last episode that we did, where I was talking about going into therapy and it's yes. like i always feel like whenever we see them we end up talking about the show even if it's for a minute or two mm-hmm. you know it, it just always comes back up which is awesome and i love that yeah because they're the only ones who ever talk to us about matters well i actually heard from somebody else that i didn't know still listen to the podcast and <laughs> it's it's one reason why i, I texted you last night because <laughs> um someone uh, that I know tagged me on Facebook with a post about uh, the new He-Man thing that's going to be on Netflix. And it just, every time, and I, you know, I get that, you know, now people know I really like He-Man. <laughs> or at least I did when I was a kid. Um, but I... I broke the podcast with that one. Nah, baby. Uh, no, it's okay, Matt. I I know what I did. Uh, so don't worry, I'm still mad at you. No, I I'm mad at myself. Uh, but <laughs> but no. Um, this friend who will remain nameless, but who shares a birthday with you, um, 
uh he was like no it was it was rough uh when when you guys were doing matters of the universe i used to like skip and they'd be like nope still talking about it nope still talking about it nope still talking about it oh okay now they're into what they're into this week all right cool this is not the only thing yeah this is the only thing i listened to the last 10 minutes of the show (laughs) thank you but and and happy birthday listening and and you know still does listen so I'm, awesome. I'm, I, I was I was honestly surprised because I didn't think that um, I would have given that up. <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I would have. Uh, when Chad came over that one time and he heard what we were doing, and he was like, "So, so I just leave the headphones on the table." <laughs> or when Jen was like, "You boys have to stop." Yeah, <laughs> you guys are killing yourselves. <laughs> so my fault, our fault. Um. Anything? I, I feel like I've talked the whole time. You got anything? You Matt? have, but um, <laughs> go, hey Matt, you talk now. Me done. Um, <laughs> I know what I was gonna say was, how's that any different than normal? <laughs> oh fuck you! <laughs> um, uh, so the this past weekend, uh, uh, Jeremy, um, Rickard was in town, so. We um <clears throat> we went he he had made a reservation at Selden Standard for awesome. Saturday. So we went to Selden Standard. Uh I took him to a bunch of different places around town. Um so Saturday, like we we went in Detroit um pretty early. Like our reservations were for eight thirty, and I think we got into Detroit like five thirty. Uh so I took him to Grey Ghost, I took him to Empire and then Hopcat. Then we went to Selden Standard. Then I took him to Bad Luck Bar. Um, I think by Sunday, because he got here Friday. Uh, I think by Sunday he was ready to tap out. He was like, I, I don't, I don't know if I can drink much more. Because <laughs> Friday I took him to uh, to Ale Mary and then to Guzzling Alley, and then we went back to my house. And I was just like, Oh, you should try this whiskey. You should try that whiskey. Because like. You know, right now I can't drink, so I'm just anyone who can. I'm forcing it on them. I love that you're like now you're on my turf, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to sea level. <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> we went for a run on uh, on Saturday morning. We went to Stony Creek and we did the um, the the whole track, <laughs> and he was. He was having trouble early on because I I just kept giving him more whiskey and more whiskey. And then he fell asleep while we were watching TV from all the whiskey that I gave him. He pulled to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, I get tired. <laughs> he did get sleepy and then he forgot about the stuff that we were talking about because the next day he was like, oh, did I tell you about this? I was like, you did last night. Really? Yeah. Good night, oh, Matt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but it was it was pretty funny, uh, and <laughs> uh, it was just it was cool because he hasn't really been back to Detroit since, uh, or at least the Detroit area since two thousand four. I want to say 2004, oh, wow, 2005. Um, and you know he left in in two thousand, and he had only really been back, you know, once or twice for this or that family event uh when we came when he came back in like 2004 or 5 it was 
to go to beer fest um with with me uh and that was when his brother got us kicked out <laughs> for starting a fight with me but um <clears throat> yeah it was it was cool to to like take him downtown and have him see all the people <laughs> and him being like, <laughs> like what wow the fuck this is, is going on yeah like he actually um he google mapped where city club is <laughs> and he was like what the fuck is there a volleyball court doing there <laughs> like i know i know <laughs> yeah it's a little off-putting it is it is like when i had dinner at lumen uh and i was watching people play volleyball I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, I'm expecting to see a rat boy defecating yeah. <laughs> over there. <laughs> While Marianne, my sister's a mercy. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was so weird to see like the place that used to be like the castle is now a brunch place. Yes. Like, what? This, I'm pretty sure that like people used to squat in here and now it's, yep. Now it's a brunch place. Cool. A fancy brunch place. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. How's he doing? You doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy's doing well. Good. Good. I see him on uh, Instagram every once in a while and mm-hmm. he's always spinning records. Yeah. 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 That's, that was one of the things that we did is we went uh, to a couple of record stores in the area. Um, and I was telling you this, uh, that I bought um, an actual record of uh, Misfits Walk Among Us. And then I got a CD of um, 12 Hits from Hell, which... Never caught out. It never, never. It was. Released. It was given to music reviewers, um, and then there was like a dispute between um, Jerry Only and uh, Glenn Danzig, and they were like, "Okay, everybody, send them back. It's not going out." And so some people, I have a feeling, <laughs> kept their kept their screener or whatever, and I think that some people might have burned it because this was in the like early two thousands when they were going to release twelve hits. And oh yeah, well then they would somebody would have had a burner. Yeah. Uh, so that's how that exists at all. <laughs> um, but. It I has, saw it. It has versions of it has, it has the versions that you like of a couple songs, so it does Yeah. It? Yeah. Um yeah, specifically uh Where Eagles Dares. Yeah, it has it's the got faster the, Yeah, it's got the fast version of, of Where Eagles Dare. That's the version that I heard first. Which is hard to believe that that's the fast you know, that there's a fast version. Because that's already a pretty fast song. It's faster. I, I'm I'm so used to um the the version that I heard first. That when I hear the old version, all I can think is like, ah, it's too slow. <laughs> we walk the streets at night. <laughs> Who slowed this down? Um, <laughs> we go where eagles dare. Um, I think we I, both have very good Danzigs. <laughs> the Elvis of death metal. <laughs> uh, so I saw it and I, I, I didn't. Like I did like a quadruple take and then immediately grabbed it and like put it under my armpit so no one could take it from me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, I'm sitting there thinking like, how are they selling this? This is quite obviously a bootleg. And then I was like, oh, right. Ultrasounds. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Unless like record executives are going into your store. They're never going to check. 
Uh, so when I got up to the sky, oh, now they will, you <laughs> fucking narc. <laughs> I never said what record store, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, but when I got up to, to the counter, the guy, um, like takes the thing off and he goes, you know, this is a bootleg, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, I know what it is. <laughs> You're like, slow down. <laughs> you mean this handwritten Written, yeah. <laughs> liner note? <laughs> well, the actual the obvious they, burn CD in there. They actually um, had like, uh, like art for it and stuff. So it didn't just look like it was a burned CD. It wasn't until I opened it that I saw that it was a burned CD, and it was like, "Yep, okay, <laughs> of course it is." What was I expecting? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because if it were actually the promo. I would imagine that that would be in be the worth, hundreds. That would be worth money, yeah. Yeah. So oh. maybe that was a burner too. Who the fuck knows? But uh true. Yeah, I uh when I was looking at all the records uh at the record store um I just I thought like maybe I should get like maybe I should get a record player like you or or like Jeremy or you know any of the other people who have record players and then I was like I don't know. If I do it then eventually, because like my house is a mess, I understand. Um, eventually, I would have a stack so tall that it would fall on me, <laughs> and I would be like Seymour Skinner trapped under a pile of newspapers. <laughs> so um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a good idea for me. <laughs> I would. I had a I had a conversation with my brother because I. Even though it doesn't look like it, I have slowed down a lot. No, you 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 told me that you did. Because <laughs> um, I, I had to. Uh, because uh, you shouldn't spend that much money on records. Mm-hmm. Although I did watch a little bit of a live stream of a guy who opened like three hours worth of records. Like he had all these mailers to his house of these records he ordered because he moved from L.A. to New York. And he just started saving the mailers from when he decided to move to when he actually moved. Hmm. And he had like, I've never seen somebody open more records that I could care less about. <laughs> it was wild. He had like he opened one. It was like Massive Attacks, fifth or sixth album. Okay, like after a hundredth window. Yeah, and I was like, ah, not my favorite Massive Attack. This one's an unsung classic. I'm like, mm, all right. We have way different tastes, bro. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything after hundredth window, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's fine. It's fine. Give me mezzanine. Yeah. I'll yeah, just yeah. never talk again about that's the tag. <laughs> uh well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more matters after this. Welcome back to Matters. You've reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into this week. I'm going to go right ahead and say it. I think both of us are into Letterkenny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PJ Jake Oaks, friend of the show, was all about Letterkenny, and he kept harassing Jen Hansen and myself and Chris Peterson, basically the human amusements, and it was like, you guys got to watch this because I need to talk to people about it. <laughs> and Jen last week uh, 
or two weeks, two weeks ago, ago. Uh, turned on an episode and she's like, no, just watch it. And if you watch episode one, the first five minutes and you like that, congratulations, you like the show. Mm-hmm. Like it is the easiest sell on earth. Like yeah, yeah it yeah. is this. Yeah. It's kind of king of the, a live action king of the hill that is Canadian instead of Texan. Yeah. I g- I, I suppose so. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's about the town of Letterkenny and mm-hmm. the 5,000 people therein and mm-hmm. the problems, problems they, that they have. have. But it really focuses on three groups, the hockey players, the scabs, and the, the hicks. The skids. The skids and the hicks. Mm-hmm. And uh, really the hero of the story is a hick named Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The toughest guy in Letterkenny. <laughs> and the. And Derry and uh, Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan and the sister, whose name I can never remember. Katie. Katie. And instantly, you're just. The dialogue is so f- fast. Yeah. Uh, so. To kind of paraphrase uh, Jen Hansen a little bit, it's like if David Mamet wrote an episode of Hee Haw. <laughs> it really is. Like, it's <laughs> so fast. Or maybe uh, Green Acres is a better... Green Acre, Canadian Green Acres, though, mm-hmm. because there's so much about it that is uniquely Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's one episode where they're just talking about America not having vinegar on their... <laughs> table for fries yeah (laughs) and they're all bewildered and enraged by it (laughs) so much so that they keep saying figure Figure it out out. (laughs) you know vinegar on there fucking figure it out out. (laughs) figure it out and i love (laughs) they don't have all dressed chips figure it out (laughs) and it's kind of seinfeld-esque as well there is there's the through there's a through line, but it isn't necessarily about anything. anything. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I mean, you can you can watch an episode in season one or an episode in season five, and there might be a character or two you don't know, but the show has not changed, right? And I would say if it has one flaw, it's that, but that's also what makes it perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You absolutely know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you're getting a quality TV show. Yeah. It's funny as hell. And um, it was great that I had somebody at work that I could talk to about it. And then I, I you know, the, all the hockey stuff and, and all that, I, I was like, oh, man, I got I to gotta tell Taylor about this. And then I wrote Taylor and Taylor was like, love that show. Yeah, it's like great. I've, I've watched that show for 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 a while. It's fucking funny as hell. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, marinate on that for a bit. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> sometimes when people ask how I am, <laughs> I just want to say eh, not so bad, and see if they if see if they say anything. <laughs> Put some clothes on. Not my forte. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it has so many quips. One episode, uh, one of the characters says, to be fair, and they react negatively to it. 
because to be fair sounds hoity toity. <laughs> and so like it always, they all they all just start going to be fair. To be fair. <laughs> and now Jen Hansen can't stop saying to, to be, be fair. fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, they're, like there at some point there's going to be an episode where all it is is the running jokes from the show. <laughs> There's so much because like Wayne has this thing where he gets upset and he kind of like stutters. Yeah. To him and he's like, "Wait, okay. 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 Um it's wonderful. Check out Letterkenny. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Uh Hulu is my must is one of my if I were to drop anything, I think I drop Hulu last at this point. I probably watch it the most now. Oh wow! Um, I would say Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, YouTube, and then um, and then HBO. So you drop HBO first? I drop say. HBO first. Okay. I mean, truly, I'd never drop Amazon Prime, but I drop Amazon Prime. I don't watch a thing on Amazon Prime. Oh really? Oh yep. man, uh, the boys was pretty good. I heard a great thing about the boys, but uh, come on, boys. <laughs> Uh, I I am actually irritated with Hulu at the moment because they're dropping support for my TV. My TV is only like two years old. What? And they are dropping support for the Hulu app on my TV. And it's an LG. It's not like it's some fucking, you know, Kobe or something. <laughs> I love that you said Kobe. <laughs> I put in a hot fucking pair of Kobe ear, earbuds in and I expect to hear <laughs> like you, you would be better off setting ten dollars on fire sure. than buying a ten dollar pair of Kobe ear earphones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You would be better having somebody describe what you're listening to to you mm-hmm. that never has heard it. Or than, or what you're watching or whatever, yeah. Uh, one episode of Letterkenny that I just watched had the most Joe Hingleberg bit I've ever seen in my life, which is where uh, they all have words that they don't like to hear. <laughs> moist. Moist. And then they just kept saying, you don't like uh, moist Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> they just put the word moist. You know. and, uh, yeah, yeah. Anywhere they could. Well, you know, moist money, moist problems. <laughs> you know. Like, that is the most Joe Hingleberg bit. Really? Oh, God. He lives for that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, how to shove mm-hmm. a phrase into common phrases. <laughs> yeah, he, he that is his shit. But I'm sorry that Hulu's stopping. That's, but I thought you had a Chromecast. Oh, I, I mean, I'm still going to be able to watch it. It's just I wanted to use the app on my TV because then I don't have to turn on my Xbox or I don't have to watch it through, you know, I don't have to go onto my phone. I could just launch Hulu on my TV. Mm. But I got I got a message like this weekend and it said, oh, you know, we're canceling support for this. And then it said like, but I could always use another app. And then I looked for the app and it didn't exist. And I was like, fuck you guys telling me, giving me hope, bastards. Giving me hope. <laughs> um, but to counter that. I was um, looking on the uh, the Microsoft Store, um, Xbox, and I noticed that Shutter now has an app. 
So I can watch it through, I can watch Shudder through my Xbox now, which like I was pretty excited about. Um, cause again, I didn't want to have to stream from my phone or from like a tablet or something. I, I make it easy for me, guys. Come on. Make it easy for me. Figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Fucking figure um, it out. But when when Jeremy was here, we decided that we would watch some movies. Um, we watched the movie Mandy with oh, Nicolas shit, Cage. Oh, shit, the Nick Cage monstrosity. Yeah. It has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and like an 81 on Metacritic. And... Jeremy and I have questions. <laughs> I think your answer is internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the movie. I mean the the director of the of the movie um, is the guy who did Beyond the Black Rainbow, and he seems like the type of director that is so focused on getting a great visual that he forgot. There should be a movie. There should, yeah. There should, there should be like character development and a plot. I mean, granted, in this movie, there is much more of a plot than Beyond the Black Rainbow. Beyond the Black Rainbow it was expertly described as the '80s horror movie boxes. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a movie just made of those. Like mm-hmm. it yeah. itself was a catastrophe, but there's so many awesome visuals in it. Yeah, yeah. And and this is isn't really any different. Um it's it's about a guy who's a lumberjack that lives with his girlfriend um in like a I don't know, a double wide in the out in the you know, the middle of the woods um by you know, and it's, it's very picturesque and it, it's you know that things are going to go terribly wrong. Um because, you know, like, you look at the cover and it's like, oh, he's covered Nicholas in Cage blood. covered in blood. And it's like all purple and stuff. Obviously, something's going to go wrong. Uh, and it does. And it's just him getting revenge on the people who who done him and, uh, and his girlfriend wrong. Uh, but it starts taking some, like... The the problem is that you never really get clarity on much. It's just, oh, we're just going to go from weird set piece to weird set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, where things get increasingly weirder, but we're never really going to give you a whole lot of, like, context to this. Um, so there, there are these demonic bikers um, that used to be drug couriers, but then they, then they took a bad batch of LSD. And I guess became demons or something. Um, but it does have... <laughs> it does have a great scene where Nicolas Cage forges a giant axe. <laughs> and I'm not telling people to not watch it. Because um, Phil and I... Or not Phil. Jeremy and I had a good laugh over a lot of scenes. But I'm not sure that that was the intent intent of it um it was just i'll put it this way nicholas nicholas cage's performance was not the most over-the-top thing in this movie what you heard me right damn 
his performance was, dare I say it, grounded. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, I'm 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 only half kidding. Um, in that you know, some terrible things happen, and he reacts accordingly. Uh, you know, I I think I'd be hard pressed to see anybody really keep it together after they watch their girlfriend burn to death in front of them. But at the same time, it's Nicolas Cage. You know what you're getting. <laughs> the bees. <laughs> um, it's it's nothing like that. It, it is a lot more real. It is a lot more grounded than than that performance. But that being said, it's still Nicolas Cage. Love it. Oh, I fixed. Um, I finally fixed our website. Matters Pod will take you directly to it, no matter if capital, lowercase, whatever. Or if there's dub 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 in front of it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. HTTP, 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 Um All fixed, baby. Took a look at it. Very good. Very so good. I got a TFTDS pod fixed. Cool. And Roach Coach fixed. Awesome. Because I was like, this is a problem. I can only put in www.roachcoach.com. Uh, well, so a similar thing happened. To a person I know who works for a company where... Vague enough. Perfect. Yes. Uh, where... And it's a very large company. They forgot to register it so that if you put www or you didn't, it would still take you to the right domain. Nope. Good job. So, yeah, this... Let's just say that it was Target. It's not Target. I want to make sure that everyone knows it's not Target. But let's just say that it was Target, a big company mm. known throughout the world. And the only put, way to get there was actually putting in www. No, it was putting in target.com. So if you put www.target.com, it would not resolve. Gulp. Yeah, gulp is right. So all the links on this person or this person's employer site that pointed to this other thing were in fact incorrect <laughs> and had to be changed. Yeah, no, I just had to go into my domains and make the forward mm-hmm. permanent yep, yep, yep. and then I had to put it so it was flexible whether it was HTTP or HTTPS. Mm-hmm. And then there was one more thing, but once I got it, I was like, there we go. There it is. Hooray. Hooray. I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> oh, I am also, uh, I started season two of Mindhunter. Heard great things about that. That is a show I don't know if I'll ever watch. Really? How come? Mm, too dark. I just have to be in the right mood for it. Mm. It is, And I'm not there right now. I'm. It is dark, but... Most of the show is about the interactions between the people in the FBI who are setting up the behavioral science group. And it's it's kind of about them arguing about the process. I mean, I know this sounds riveting, right? Um, but it's kind of about them arguing about the process of how they should be doing this in the first place. Um, And when they actually start interviewing the criminals, it's really interesting to see – I mean, I know that they're not actually interviewing the criminals, right? But the guy who plays like Ed Kemper, 
if you watch archival footage of Ed Kemper and then you watch this guy do it, the guy fucking knocks it out of the park. His mannerisms, his voice, everything. He, dude did his research, man. He did a great job. And he also kind of looks like him, but... Enough, at least. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, in this season, they've got um, they've got Berkowitz. And the person that they picked to play him is obviously wearing some makeup. But, um, you know, it's just interesting to see how they approach the interviews and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll check I, it out I, eventually. I like I, I mean, it's Fincher, you know. Yeah. I'll get there eventually. I'm just not there right now. That's all. Other stuff to watch. Tons. Too much TV. Yeah, I know. I... I, I'm still so behind. I, I have still haven't finished Dark, man. Shit. I know. I just things keep coming up, and it's like oh, I man. haven't seen Stranger Things season three. So oh wow, we just finished uh, Marvel. We watched Captain Marvel, and we watched uh, Endgame. Oh, okay. So, so we're done with the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands no, currently. You're no, you're not. Spider Man. I'm not gonna watch Spider Man. It was good. I'm gonna watch into the Spider Verse. Oh, right. But uh, I'm done for a minute. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Captain Marvel and what did you think of Endgame? I felt uh, Captain Marvel was a little procedural, uh, almost something that had to be done before Endgame. Mm. Um, I kind of come back to the note that you had, which was she's so OP that... Yeah. that it, just, like, it just feels like no one can challenge her to anything. Right. Exactly. And then when you see her in Endgame, she's kind of like deus ex machina. She's kind of yeah. like, oh, cool. Yep, she just blew up the fucking ship yeah. by flying through it. Okay. I mean, she is. I mean, she's like Shazam, you know, like or Superman. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, but I didn't hate the movie. I thought it was just good. And I thought I thought it got better uh, once Samuel L. Jackson got involved. Mm. I felt like that was probably his best Marvel movie. Really? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think he, I think it was better than the first Avengers. Um, plus, he had more to do. Yeah, he definitely had more to do than this than just you know, like stare, yeah, the like make faces and stare off into the distance. Exactly. He definitely had more to do in this. Yeah, and Endgame, I liked. Uh, I had no qualms with it it was exactly they had an impossible task and they actually pulled it off Mm -hmm. i felt like they gave everybody what they wanted i kind of felt like okay enough fan service i was almost like i really was i was just like let's wrap it up (laughs) fucking (laughs) wrap it up i mean hey spoilers for endgame if you haven't haven't seen seen it it yet or even care but the very end of the movie um when they kind of reverse what has happened mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange and crew come through. I'm like, that's awesome. That's really cool. They win the day. They win the fight. Everything that happens, happens. And then we're back at Tony Stark's place. And it's just like, remember these characters? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my god! Yep, there's Colby Smolders. Hi, Colby Smolders. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen you in a while. Glad you're not dead. Uh, well, haven't seen you since the end of the last movie, right? Right. <laughs> so I was like, it was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just was kind of like, 
I kind of felt like I was in a marathon. Now, mm-hmm. had I seen it in a theater mm-hmm. where people were amped and cheering, I probably would have been like, best movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Or just I like... I, I definitely didn't think that. Best popcorn movie experience I've had in a while. Okay. Um, okay, but like, I want to know what your reaction was when Captain America picked up Mjolnir. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I... When when he did that, Chad and I both went like, "Yes, he's worthy." <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, and like probably twenty five percent of the theater freaked out um, because you know, like the rest of the people are 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 there to see the movie, and then the twenty five percent are like comic book stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that part was cool. I've wanted. Uh, I was sad for Thor's storyline. It made sense, but like I was like, I I was I was a little irritated that they did that to Thor and that they kind of just fat shamed him the whole time. Yeah, so that's it. Let's land this plane, baby. Okay. All right. Um, you can get in contact with us at Matters Pod on Twitter. I'm at Matt Noss on Twitter. I'm at Cardi Dracula on Twitter. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode of Matters. Matters. <laughs> the <strength>. The <laughs> Perfect. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. try.